podcast my name is Ahmed Muhammad I'm the uncle Ayana Ife whatever the heck she's someone uh Lalu Shakur Wyatt what's going on guys this is my full name happy Monday happy Monday I hate Mondays first of all oh yeah you know does anyone like Mondays Actually, actually, I really like Mondays, and I know the general consensus is usually like on social media and stuff is like, oh, I hate Monday, you know, it's a Monday, but for me, I feel like Monday is just that day where I can kind of set the tone for the week. So even though I may not be excited to jump out of bed on a Monday, I feel like the Monday is like the day to like, to, to like approach things differently. Like if Monday sets the tone for me, then Monday needs to be that day where I'm the most excited. Like I'm more excited about Monday than I am about the weekend. So I don't know. Monday. Yeah, those are, you know, I feel like it's the people that are never on time or never scheduled or never have a, a map before the week or anything. They're, those are the people who hate Mondays. They're like, Oh, here we go again. More stuff that I can't keep up with. And it's like, dude, you, you may as well call your Tuesdays your Mondays and your Fridays your Mondays because you're just not is, keeping up. I don't hate just Mondays. It's it's the day before Monday, like having to be like, all right, everything's starting mm, up again. I don't like Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also comes, like that hatred or that disdain comes from the nine to five lifestyle, the traditional nine to five lifestyle where you have your two weekends and then you have to stop the relaxation on Saturday and go back to work the next day. So you have to, even though Sunday is a free, you know, technically a free day, you have to prepare for the working day. So I think this is where that I hate Mondays kind of vibe came from. So When I, uh, my first job, I had work on Mondays. And like work on you Mondays, work on Fridays, and in the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I've had two so far. Damn. Um, I hate Mondays because I get up. It's like the weekend. I'm chilling, and then I'm like, all right, I have to be responsible on this Sunday. I go to bed. I wake up. I got school. Then I got work. And when I'm done, it's like what, like 10 p.m. And I'm just sitting mm. there, like, I didn't, I didn't do nothing, entertainment wise today. Like I'm just, I feel like a drone. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I have that feeling like most a lot a lot of days where it's like, oh, what did I do for me that was? And the reality is like, hey, dude, everything you've done in this day has been for you, but I'm still not feeling it until yeah. I get like until I go get some ice cream. Then I'm like, yeah, I did that for me. That was mine. <laughs> it's like everything that we do. You want it to, you want to feel the progress like instantly. Like, yep. Like, you, you, you start the next week, uh, you start your next uh, pay period, and you just want, you just want the, prog- the progress to hit like instantly. But yeah. it doesn't. So you just feel like you're getting nowhere because it feels like forever. Yeah, that's true. But sometimes what I do to combat that is like, if I, I'm always working on projects like for my work, and I'm always working on long, some of them are long-term. So what I'll do in the middle of the week is like, or even in the middle of the day, sometimes I just need a quick win. 
So I'll work on something that I can accomplish within an hour or within a few hours, even if it's something small, just so that I can put it at the top of my checklist and be like, oh, I did that. So it's like yeah. more so like psycho psychological thing, like that need to have a win or to say I've done something or to feel like you've been productive in that day. Yeah. So that's why I, set, I do like little projects that I can complete within a certain amount of like within an hour or so. Like setting small goals to yeah. build up to the bigger one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just be, I don't know, you, you'll be doing something and it takes a while. Like, let's say you're working out, right? You're mm -hmm. working out and you want to you wanna look like a celebrity. But every single day, you're, you're not seeing any change, even though you feel like it's been a lot. Like, your body feels crazy, but you don't see any difference. Yeah, but so, what kind of a celebrity are we talking about? There's some overweight celebrities now. Who like, you like, 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 like Chris, <laughs> you want to you be, be Chris Hemsworth or something. You want to be big. You want to be The Rock or something like that. Yeah, but you got to know how much work they put in. The Rock works out exactly. every single day. Even when he travels, he brings his gym with him. Who mm -hmm. does that? Who brings a gym? I don't bring a gym. I don't have money for a gym. That's crazy. Uh, I'm not hate, set those but, uh, it's not about it. Doesn't Chris use like steroids or something? The Rock, I mean, the Rock uses steroids. Yeah, he, of Don't they both? I don't know. I don't know. You know, allegedly. It's not about It's about discipline. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's about like, and first of all, yeah. you have to consider this. Like, and this true, is the same true, thing true. that women do with models on, in the modeling industry. Like, you have to consider lifestyle and work. Is your job to be fit? The Rock's job is to be fit. Chris Hemsworth's job is to look appealing in that way. Like, that's his job. He gets paid for that. So we're all doing what we get paid for. But if you get paid to like work at an ice cream store and you're wondering why you don't look like Chris Hemsworth, that, okay, what are you working on every but single sure. exactly. house in the hills? House in the hills. He certainly didn't get paid for his acting. I mean, <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> well, it's like, hey, just show up, look good on set, be fit. That's your number one job. People don't exactly. care that much. Okay. They want to hear people scream in a horror movie and then have this big buff dude to grab them. Yeah. Oh, come here. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the small goals. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody, I don't, so they're the gym dudes that hit the gym. Like, that's every single, look, look at him, look at him flexing his arm. No gym. Arm. No gym. <laughs> Just home. Every single day they this, go to the gym. This lifestyle. The yeah. body disciplines itself. Like, there's a, there's a certain lifestyle. You've been physically active your entire life. So yeah. maybe you haven't been you. So maybe you haven't been at the gym the last mm -hmm. two or three months. That doesn't mean anything. You've been an active person for as long as we've known you. So yeah. you're not average. So you don't, you can't, really? A treadmill look, right there. Look, he brings, he brings <laughs> the gym with him. He brings the gym with him. He got the treadmill right there in his room. Exactly. The rock brings an iron paradise with him everywhere he goes. I, I couldn't imagine having that much money. You know his. Uh, you could one day, maybe you never know. His body yeah. mass and um, what's it called? Percentage of fat or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, being It's so much higher in his fifties than when he was in his prime, or even before he was in his prime. Like it's so much higher. So everyone's like, "This dude is roided up," because they have mm -hmm. like different, different. You know, there's the really dangerous ones, the performance enhancers, and then. You know, just like the middle ground. Everyone thinks he's going the middle ground because he's he's big and he's and he's still growing. And he's what? How old is he? Fifty something? No, no, he's he's like forty six. He's that young? I thought he was older. I have no idea how old he is. 
Let's see. I, I don't know. Somebody Let look into see. it. Let me. I'm looking into it. Let's see. The Rock Dwayne Johnson 48. is 48 years old. He was born in 1972. He's young. He's, he's, he's young. I thought he was older than that. Samuel Jackson is past 70 years old. I know somebody on the internet said, oh, oh my God, I'm watching all the Samuel Jackson movies. There's something, some, some. And I was like, whoa, slow down. Because these days you can't be, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, don't post shit like that. Like, Wait, what? Do you, what? You, these days you can't do what? I was triggered. I was triggered. Because Wait, I don't you were triggered about like what? Somebody posting something about, oh, watching all these movies with Samuel Jackson. I'm like, oh, COVID, COVID, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, why can't you watch it? No, I'm so no. confused. COVID got him. I, 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 thought, I thought that was like a RIP post or some shit. And now wait, he's dead. Oh, I was like, wait, he's dead. I'm so, I got so confused. Like, oh, no, no, no. Out. I'm like, let him watch his movie. Why are you freaking out? Because you didn't, you think. Yeah, no, no. I just Corey, why are you so low? Stop having some side conversation. I was just on the so web. It's, this is the thing. I would not be surprised if I heard on the news Samuel Jackson died. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because he's seventy years old, still filming all these action movies and stuff. Like, and he does, he does some crazy old, stuff. Yeah, like, that's pretty he does old. Some crazy, crazy stuff. Like, what's the name? <laughs> crazy stuff. Do you know something else? There's somebody we don't know. You keep you <laughs> do some crazy stuff. Like, he be stunting and stuff. Like, like you know, he be doing yeah. some stunts and stuff like that. Jackie Chan is he he's he's about the same age. He's still doing stuff like that too, jumping off. Yeah, of, but off they've of been in show business like for years, and Jackie Chan has been a martial artist his entire life. Like literally, it goes back to that same discipline that we were talking about and lifestyle and training and conditioning. Their bodies have been doing this for years. So I really thought crazy, you know, it's still not crazy for them. I really thought you had some uh, inside intel or something. You're looking like, mm-hmm. uh, look at me. I've been talking to you. <laughs> 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 You've been jumping off of skyscrapers, okay? Like, Wait, that's, that's, that's Tom Tom Cruise. Cruise. nobody knows. Nobody that's, knows. That's Tom Cruise's game. They're filming, they're filming the Mission Impossible 7 and 8 back to back because they said they was afraid that he's going to kill himself doing all these stunts. In his old age, <laughs> he, hung, he hung off a in plane. In his old age, Tom yeah. isn't that old? Yeah, he, he is. He, he leapt uh, across a, like a building or something, and he broke his uh, he broke his foot le- leaping across a building and stuff. And they were like, every movie he wants to push it higher, and they were afraid. They're like, we have to film this back to back because we don't know what's gonna happen. Wasn't he in the news a couple of weeks ago for like us? Uh, Get mad at people for uh, yeah. Reasons. They didn't have masks on. He yelled at them. Hey, like, like, who did he yell at? Tell me more. Important. Oh hell yeah! If Tom Cruise is yelling at you on set, like <laughs> it's probably he pretty. Was, he was freaking out on set at the employees who like didn't uh, take Six their feet. precautions. Six feet. <laughs> really? Listen, people are not trying to die, but they're still trying to make money. Okay. Yeah. People need life. We have like, good reason. Lives need to continue. We all need a lot. We we need you know we need work, but we're not trying to die because someone did something stupid. Yeah. Wear your mask, man. Like Although, what? I to tell you. If yeah. you look at all those interviews with Tom Cruise, he 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 says like some wild. You remember when he was a a sign a sign a sign Yeah. yeah. He, I, 
what he does these days, but he used to lay in on uh he used to lay in on uh on his interviewers and stuff about things like that. Like he he could get violent with his speech. That's all I'm saying. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he was taking it too far because they mask was violent with his speech. I had I had a um I had a man a manager once at work and um like one of our third party delivery associates, like a third party contractors approached him in a, uh, of, of, in a, I don't even want to say that violent, verbally aggressive, you know, way. Yeah. And he was like, and he was like, oh yeah, that's a physical threat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you said, what did you say that the other guy got violent speech? I, I don't know about that. Violent. I think violence. Violent speech. You don't think it's the right word? Well, I think in general, I think in general, speech is 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 speech. It can incite violence, but in itself, it is not violent. I I guess aggressive speech, though. Thank you. Thank you. I love that thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 For sure. Aggressive. Aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. Trump inciting violence on the Capitol. Like what, what actors and stuff deal with when they're working with so many people. And especially you don't know how many times people were told to put their masks on. But yeah. you have to understand that a lot of people are split between feeling like COVID is fake. And because of that, they don't want to follow the regulations, even in the most simplest ways. Like keep a freaking mask on while you're on set with other people. It's about being considerate. I don't, yeah, I don't know sure. how, how you could think COVID is fake. But there are people that still feel that way, like it's not yeah. real. There's and so I much people that have died from COVID. Well, there's that's. I feel like it just has yet to affect them. Yeah, that's the thing. They haven't been affected by it, and so they're walking around, skipping around like fools. But the thing is, is that you don't have to be affected by something to feel or to know that it's real. Open your freaking eyes. How many yeah. millions of people in the United States have been affected by COVID? Worldwide, well, some, people, we're like some people are still going to. Some people are still going to not. Uh, are still going to deny that. Yeah. But the oh. thing is, is like it's not something to believe in. Open your eyes. People. Yeah, but sometimes it's just it's just it's removed like, from your reality until you wrestle with it. Yeah. So my friend, not my friend, he's my coworker. Uh, we were talking right. about COVID, and he said he didn't believe in it. Because it's not something. Oh, go ahead. he was like, he said he didn't think he thought it was like a whole hoax because he, he always he hears about somebody who has a friend that got COVID or his friend's auntie has COVID or it's always somebody that he knows somebody else's has COVID. He's never nobody he knows has COVID. It's always just somebody like, so his oh, my grandfather is got, not close enough. You like like he, he just like, but, I feel like it, it just doesn't exist. If it's at this great of a scale, it should have affected me by now. It's not real. So the entire world being adjusted the way that it has been, the amount of people that have lost their jobs, the amount of jobs that have closed and the amount of stores that aren't open anymore, the amount of movie theaters that aren't open, museums are closed. Exactly. So much, like even if you don't know anyone that has had COVID, open your eye and look around you. Look and at they how would businesses c- have adjusted their regulations, right. have gone online. That's and they would, they would cite a globalization agenda. Say, hey, there's, there's, there's some conspiracy for further globalization. 
that is producing uh, someone down the street from you is not enough information that's, not, that's just that's not close enough you need for your own mother to die in order to be like oh oh i, I get it really yeah. i don't Except feel yeah. i i i got i like per covid hit like my family us it hit it hit us in a, in a bunch of areas on the street out there like when when we're out there driving going to the store shopping and stuff nobody's wearing a mask there's a sign that says you you can't have service if you don't have a mask. Nobody in the store has masks. The coworkers, the, the well, nobody has masks. Pennsylvania, because we don't play out here. It's crazy. Like in South Carolina, everybody's driving around. Like the streets, it, there is no sign that COVID's anywhere. Six feet apart signs. People hugged up, talking to each other close. And this is the South, so people people like to get close. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I just try to stay protected because it's so people are so nonchalant with it. You know? Yeah, it's like one of those things where you have to do what is best for yourself. And I think COVID really does demand that people think about other people aside from themselves, particularly because everyone is not affected in that way. I get that this friend of yours or this coworker of yours, his mother hasn't been sick. His, his immediate family hasn't been hurt by it. And so because of that, he feels like it's not real. But the ask when it comes to COVID is that you be considered for someone else. You could be a carrier of this. You could be asymptomatic, which means that you will have exactly no symptoms, but you can still transfer it to someone else and you can still have it, but have no symptoms. And that's the reason why they ask us to wear masks because we are actually, by wearing a mask, you're protecting other people. And by them wearing a mask, they're protecting you from droplets, from sneezing, from talking, from spit getting on you. So, so by wearing a mask, we're asking you to think about others than your other people aside from yourself. Yeah. So that's the ask. And so I think it's, it's tricky because you ha- you're, you're like pushing someone to, to be more empathetic than they're used to being, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's always like what I need, what my family needs. But in this case, it's like, okay, well, what does the greater good need? What does his his friend's grandmother need right she needs that you a don't come to her house and b if you have to come by for some strange reason wear your mask you know and so i think that's that's probably the trickiest thing so that's why i say like it's a two-part thing so so you're doing it for others so at the same time it's like a personal ask like you have to ask yourself do i care enough to keep the mask on so it is personal but that personal decision is going to affect everyone else. So it's really, it's really interesting time. Some the, people. The problem is there that that is not a conspiracy. No, it's and not a conspiracy. That's the problem. Okay. Because some people are not going to be willing and are not willing to change the way they operate. Exactly. Or even acknowledge it because one, it is not a conspiracy. And two, they have not, them or their family, direct family, has not been ravaged by COVID. Exactly. So some people, some people I know really don't care. Like they'll be like, hey, "I don't wear a mask because it's hard to breathe. I don't want to have it on all day." And I'm just like, "It's gonna be hard to breathe when you have coronavirus. Just put on yeah, a mask." It'll be much harder. It'll be much harder to breathe then. It's. A, I feel like it's a small thing to do to help everybody, but because it's because it's not convenient to the masses lifestyle, the mass is not really going to follow it. They're going to do whatever is helpful to them. It's like, it's like a, 
it's like a joke. Every joke is funny until it's about you, right? Right. COVID is it's a joke to them until it happens to someone they know or to them themselves. But it's so sad though because it's been over a year. And so many people have died. There have been countries that are, there are still countries that have closed off. You know what I mean? Like we can't even, we can't go to Canada. We can't go to so many other countries oh. where the borders have been closed off to other people or even some countries are just not letting Americans in. Yeah, so, but you got people, you got shit like QAnon and stuff that's still spreading all this um, mm-hmm. counterintelligence. I just don't understand the, if you see people getting sick, versus and i understand the argument that they're saying like okay well covid is no different than the flu first of all i've had covid it is different than the flu so i know firsthand let's start there second of all even if it was the flu the general idea is not that the symptoms are so close to the flu the issue that the cdc kept pushing out is that we don't understand it yet exactly even if it is just like the flu we don't understand it yet and everyone else's symptoms have been so different. In the very beginning, taste and smell going away was not one of the symptoms. Then later yep. it became one of the symptoms. Then the body tiredness and the myalgias became one of the symptoms. And so it's like the, the big, big issue is that they don't understand it. And only recently we have a vaccine now, but we didn't have a vaccine for it. Yep. So it's like, let's stop the spread of it because we're, we're still studying it. But and every- all that you just mentioned sounds like conspiracy. <laughs> not winning this one against, you're not winning this one against them that's what people feel that, that. that's how they feel they they a lot of people they that's just don't want to acknowledge say. what's like the obvious they because don't want to acknowledge that a new strain of, first of all this the flu comes in in, in a different strain the, all the time for so exactly. four years of a trump presidency he has told them not to listen to the news that all of it is fake news. He didn't start with Trump. He just pushed it out there. So what? But for four years, he's conditioned people to question everything and to believe nothing you hear in the news. It's not, it's it's okay to question everything and things. They listen to the news. They they listen to the news. It's the Fox News. That's it. Right. And now people have, (laughs) well, not just that. People have sought alternative, uh, alternative news and people have found all types of crazy conspiracies like, QAnon, and you know, that's not going anywhere right now. But and what so, do you have to lose by protecting your grandmother? What do you have to lose? Your your rights? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even getting into business as close. I'm not even going there. I'm not even going that far. I'm literally just talking about wearing a mask, using hand sanitizer, and keeping your distance from people. I'm trying not to cry. Exactly. Keeping your distance from people. For some that's people, that's that's just too much, and they won't they won't do it. It's, I don't understand why that is so difficult. That has nothing to do with your. I can understand the covering the face. It's not fun. I've done it. It's, we've all done it. It's not fun. But that's not someone infringing on your human rights. That's someone saying, "Hey, we the government have no freaking idea what's going on. <laughs> so cover your face and try not to to get yourself you, killed." Until you we trust the government. Out. You have to trust someone. It's the same issue with 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 people saying. No, you trust the government, the biggest proprietors of conspiracies. Whatever. Come on. Something so, has to give, though. We're here. Something we're has to give. Something they started the vaccine, right? 
that's just that's they're dishing that's it out. I'm just telling. I'm just here to bring you the perspective of some of the general public. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. So, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I just think something has to give. It, it truly, truly give. does. They started the vaccine. They're ahead of schedule. Everything's going off, and boom, a new strain in New York that they're saying in the in, uh, NYC. They're saying might be able to fight the vaccine off. So they have, I, from, the, from some people, you yeah, it's in New York, NYC, new strain. I They're saying this strain, this strain could stop, stop the whole vaccine and just like overpower it. They I start off with that. saying Sorry, that this thing is bad. Then they give a vaccine and then they say it's getting worse. From some people's point of view, hey, that's the government exactly. trying to control us. You know what I mean? I, They're trying to get us to take this vaccine. You know, I read I read beyond the pale horse. Okay, (laughs) this country is on a steady and rapid decline since since the '60s or whatever, and (laughs) there is an agenda at play. That's what they'll tell you. Hey, what do you say that there isn't an agenda? I'm not going to say that the government doesn't have too much control. I'm not going to say any of that stuff because to me, that's not the biggest issue here. The biggest issue here is that people's grandmothers are dying sooner than they than they would have. People's family members are dying sooner than they would have because there is a pandemic happening. Yeah. It's not like it's just in this country. It's not like it's just a U.S. thing and we're the only ones dying within a three-mile radius. No, it's happening all over the entire world. We have so if there reached- is a conspiracy, shouldn't we do what we can here to manage the conspiracy and figure out how to stop it? Regardless of whether the government's doing this to us or not, people are still dying. Exactly. We have, we've reached over 2.58 million deaths worldwide. How many in the U.S.? In the U.S. the majority of those are coming from, from the United States. I, 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 think, I think it is 500,000. That's the most in any country. 500,000. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Everywhere else, really, they really are trying. I, I don't see nobody trying here. Nobody. I mean, people are trying. Healthcare workers are working their, their behinds off. You know, um, some people think, are trying, but some people are not trying. Did it, didn't Alabama say that they were removing the mask order by April? Yeah. And then um, what did Texas do? Did they remove the mask order as well? Not sure yet. But, but I do know. Lot, here lot, we got states removing mask orders. Exactly. Here they're sending every, they already sent everybody back to school. And now everybody's sick. There's a, there's only what like twenty percent of students have stayed virtual at my school, and those twenty percent, I feel like they made the smarter choice because the eighty percent that went back to school, a lot of them are getting sick. They're getting really? their teacher. They're getting their teachers sick actually oh more so than themselves. So yeah, because the older people are more at risk. Exactly. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy how they're handling this because it's in some countries it's illegal to go anywhere without a mask on, but here all the while, all the while, let you in. all the while, Joe Biden is attacking Syria. <laughs> We're attacking our nation's capital. What are they talking about? With every new president, there's there's always a new a new war. There's always something. Oh, oh wow. bombing! Wait, Biden has been bombing. Yeah, we got nothing different than Trump. Not, nothing different than any of these fools. I mean, I don't know what different is actually going to happen or what actually could happen. I have no idea. <laughs> At this point, 
different is it's never gonna be right for everyone it's really just about choosing the the lesser evil because different 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 is not really ever i don't see it ever like benefiting most you know what i mean Mm -hmm. somebody somebody always gonna take the fall increasing the stipulations for the third uh relief package (laughs) (laughs) they've been increasing the stipulations uh well well changing the stipulations and making it more difficult for people to get the the next relief package i heard something there he's upping the money he has like a a a a billion dollar plan nine nine point something billion dollars he's putting in to give everyone money i don't know if that's gonna happen if it if it does, I'm I'm ha- I'm happy I'm happy for the money. <laughs> but but you know, I mean, they keep saying, "Oh, print this, spend this money." Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen at this point? Because hey. all the money they give us is going to cause inflation, which means people are going to go back out. Huh. Buy Wait, shit by giving money. money, you mean they're printing new money? Yeah. Oh, jokes. How how are they going to borrow that, that we money? Just, we that, just that, lost our government doesn't dollars. Have, yeah, the, our government doesn't have that money just sitting there. They don't. Yeah, we just lost a trillion dollars on the Air Force because they messed up a project. They're gonna fuck. They're gonna um take. They're gonna have the Federal Reserve print that money, add that new money into circulation. We're already twenty-seven million dollars in debt. Trillion gonna, dollars. I'm sorry. Trillion, trillion dollars. Trillion. People are gonna take that money to Walmart. Buy shit. Crazy. You said to <laughs> Walmart of debt. To Walmart and Amazon and spend that shit. And raise and and the cost of living is going to continue to rise. Wow! At some point, at some point, it's all it's either all either going to collapse or everything is just going to change so drastically. It's it's going to be almost impossible to to yeah to live. Yeah, I thought that the I read beyond the pale horse. Happening with happening with COVID, I thought that's what COVID was. That that big change we were all saying was going to happen. No. I mean, it it has been, it was, but not anymore. To be honest, in 2020, the worst thing that happened to to like to America, we did not care about COVID. We cared about uh, Kobe Bryant dying, and we cared about Chadwick Boseman dying. That's that's the main thing that smoke, people focus pop, on. Smoke, like, excuse me, pop smoke. Pop pop smoke, whatever, whatever. That's the main thing people were focused on. They're not really <laughs> focused on COVID. Like that, they don't have their priorities. Straight. That is not true. I, where I am, nobody maybe, has their maybe. priorities straight. I mean, obviously those deaths were a tragedy, a major tragedy. Did he just change? No morning, XXX Tentacion. <laughs> I'm sad or no? I'm sad or no? Why are you please, seeing X? Please, wrong time. Oh my! But like, pe- people are just worried about the wrong thing. They're worried about what's happening with Kim and Kanye's divorce. What is happening with Kim and Kanye's divorce? That's so unfortunate. Why are people so ready to like take a dump on them? That's so unfortunate. Kanye has has like isn't he like bipolar or has depression or something like that? Yeah, that's not a good thing for for a person like that to be getting divorced. That's going to be a difficult thing. That's that's pretty that's pretty sad. People always. I mean, it happens. It's a part of life. Yes. Yeah. People are always clowning Kim and stuff, but I hope he gets richer. What gets richer? I said I hope he gets richer. Kanye. They probably both will. Don't you lose money through divorce though? Um, 
want to use if you have to split your assets, then yeah. But that doesn't mean they can't use it for publicity or for selling more this albums. This is or where you find out. This is where you find out who who is carrying who. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't care to know who was carrying who in a, in a relationship where there are like four children coming out of like that's the thing about the sad thing about celebrities is that everyone wants to poke their little nose in and make these comments like they're both millionaires who cares who was carrying who what does it matter they probably did a lot of work together I mean in so many of Kanye's songs he talks about Kim so it's like you know that's it's just show business Wolf. seriously it's show business Wolf. At the end of the day, they're just they're just people, but people invest their lives into Wait, celebrity drama and that's stuff true. like that. Only people. A yeah. lot of people care about about celebrity relationships, especially artists that are as big as Kanye and you know reality yeah. stars as big as Kim. Like seriously, like, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Depp and that what's Amber Heard. Amber. That was like everywhere. Yeah. That was everywhere oh, for such a Johnny. long time. It was Justice everywhere. For Johnny. Mm-hmm. All oh, audio yeah, tapes. You were talking about that too. I didn't even know about that until like you were talking about it, and then I like listened to another podcast, and they were talking about it. It was like, oh. There was all okay. audio tapes of her talking about him, t- calling him a punk. All I did was punch you in the face. You take it like a man, and I was like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know about all that, but people were invested in all of that instead of yeah, don't take on, like, don't take none of that crap. If any woman punches you in the face, you roll out of there shoot before before the cops get there. Before anybody calls the cops, you you call the cops if anything. Shoot. Yeah, because people laugh when it's a guy getting abused, but at the end of the day, like that's that once again trying to be clean, that's wrong. Like that's it's so wrong. Yeah. If someone's getting first of all, you shouldn't be putting your hands on anybody. And just because you're a guy, that doesn't mean you're you're less likely to get hurt because first of all, a punch in the face is a punch in the face. So it's gonna hurt regardless. Exactly. exactly. A lot of times people try and down nobody has the right to hit you he's getting beat right and oh my god he's a wuss right but then i'm being prosecuted to the full extent of the law then it's gonna be he's an abuser so exactly you gotta think about his situation why he maybe didn't come forth or speak up about it she she could go ahead and like falsely accuse him of some other things and because people will to be honest people will probably believe her and they did believe her at first until everything everything really came out until he really you know, got to speak. Yeah, because it's easier, you know, to, for a woman to say, is saying like, oh, I'm getting abused. The guy's bigger. He's, he's you know, physically stronger. So then it look that way, you know, especially if in, in, in the celebrity realm. Oh, these are artists. Oh, he probably thinks he can get away with anything. People start to speculate, make up their own story because they don't have the truth. So, you know, but it's unfortunate. I mean the Me Too the Me Too uh, era was good. I mean, for bringing some of that stuff to light, but it didn't help the uh, with the whole uh, believe all women situation. I yeah. mean, you can't believe all people in general. Exactly. Well, you know, it's not going to be one thing that'll solve every problem. But the reason why the Me Too movement was such a big issue was such a huge deal, and it's always going to be such a huge deal is because that was a little different where it's like men of power are using their position to take advantage of women exactly. in, in a number of ways. And once again, that's always going to be wrong. 
Yeah. So, but also on top of that, I, there's always going to be um, when you have these deep rooted, deep seated issues like this. There's always going to be an overreaching, overcorrection. Well, because because especially in today's society, in order to get it recognized, you have to see it over and over and over and over and over again. And viral content has become the way to get change. So change, you think this is the first time a woman ever said I was made to do something I didn't, that I was against just so that I could get this job or I was sexually assaulted or something like, this is not the first time this has ever happened. It's just these issues weren't, weren't getting the correct attention, I'm going to say. Exactly. And this is the need for them to go viral at this point. And now it's easier for them to get become viral because everything can be televised now. Social media makes the world a much smaller place and it makes it where more people can connect and say, me too. That happened to me too. Yeah. So I'm sick and tired of dealing with this. It's been wrong. I said that no one listened to me. In fact, I got laughed at. And so now that you're, you're um, putting it out there, I can jump on that bandwagon too. So then you'll have all these authentic situations, but then of course you're going to have yep. the ones, you're going to have the woman who lied, you're going to have all of that. But what's the yeah. core of the issue? You cannot have your power and hurt other human beings because it's wrong. Exactly. So yeah, that's what that's what uh, kind of happened with the um, police shooting black people. One hundred percent. You know, okay. and it's, it's always going to be that I way when you know when social media is. I feel like the overcorrection has not come as yet. Still waiting on the overcorrection. But I, I think we're heading in that direction, though. Um, I think we're definitely heading there. This well, last summer was pretty horrible. Last summer was 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 pretty horrible. Um, I mean, people all over the world were were going at it. Like, it's one thing to to speak up about like all these issues and stuff. But when they use social media to incite violence against another group of people, like the right. police, like right. everyone, like everyone, as soon as as soon as the whole situation with George Floyd happened, everyone went to their radio and turned on "f the police." Just you know, you know what I'm saying? They started running around yeah. screaming at like you know, and, you and know, people just harass the officers. All policemen are racist. They're all killers. That's foolishness. But people exactly. like. People like a movement, people like to be heard, and then people like to jump on a bandwagon in the, under the guise of being woke, mm -hmm. or under the guise of not getting left behind, or this year, in part, last year in particular, because of COVID, people were just happy to get out of the house, okay? In mm -hmm. Utah, the riots were insane, okay? <laughs> and people were just happy to get out of the house. I mean, flipping cars, burning shit, like... That has nothing to do with the fact that someone's life was lost, wasn't in your state, wasn't in your exactly. city. You're doing the most. And yeah, you're not all, all of this. Across. You're destroying property. You're hurting neighborhoods. You're hurting people. That has exactly. nothing to do with demanding justice for a life that has been lost and for exactly. lives that have continuously been lost due to police brutality, due to systemic racism and issues that have never been rectified since the, the freeing of slaves. So... That has nothing to do, flipping over cars and like burning community property has nothing yeah. to do with this. However, at the same time, um, riots and uh, protesting are how change happened in the United States. That's so, true. But to the extent of you burning down a mom and pop shop, 
No. Just, yeah, obviously like, you no, know what I'm saying? Obviously no. Yeah. But some of these things, some of this rioting, I'm not talking about random people in other states who were upset about being locked down because of COVID. I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about those rioters. You're talking about like the Million Man March. I'm talking about the people, right. And protesting and rioting is not the same. I have been in many protests that did not turn violent for a number of reasons. Yeah. So um, there are ways to peaceful. What's your face, Corey? What's your face? Spit it out. Spit it out. Relax and say, well, we're protesting. She said for a number of reasons. She had to add that. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how whenever something tragic happens, everybody is like, it's time to start looting. Start breaking into targets and stuff like that. Running out with shopping carts. You already anyway, have bad actually, intentions. Exactly, Your intentions yeah. have nothing to do with what's actually going on here. Exactly. You just want to get something They're for just free. Waiting like, for an excuse. People stealing TVs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that I still, I still see purpose. some of that. I still see some of that as the natural progression of things, especially when you're telling people, when uh, the public and the media is always telling people how and when to protest when they feel that they're under siege. Okay, so. During the whole uh, Colin Kaepernick stint and every and when all this stuff was happening and the kneeling was happening and everything and they were like oh you know there's this disrespect to the flag and you know yeah. these people don't care and all this stuff is it, 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 it's it's wrong and we need to get that out of there I don't think this is the place for that yada 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 don't civ don't be civil don't be civil don't have a civil protest. Um, under the right conditions and they didn't like the conditions then and then here's what here's what ends up uh transpired i don't don't, i'm not worried about the employment aspect i'm talking about just when people people chose to protest and people who will feel that they're oppressed and are being told when is the appropriate time and how the appropriate uh, right, right. How that appropriate protest should be demonstrated, right. and mm-hmm. then uh, they, they were they were they were there was they were ridiculed about that. They were attacked by the media. They were attacked by the president. Everything, and they were suppressed over and over and over and over until the point where 2020 happened, and we had those explosions uh, of 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 culture and protest and everything on the back end. It was like of, a culmination of a lot of that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that I just see that as the natural progression of things rather than uh, that's because like crazy. you're you're speaking and you're crying and you're 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 speaking out, but it's not you're not they're not hearing you. You know what I mean? If someone's kneeling because you're shooting people down in the street, first of all, thank goodness he could have that level of self control. Let's just start mm-hmm. there. To, to just take a kneel, you know, and I mean, what a sophisticated and classy way to make a statement. Just take a knee. Like, really? Exactly. But, but he took a knee on obviously one of the most largest platforms in the world, right? Every, so many people are watching this. It's internationally streamed, obviously. He's taking a knee. I don't agree with this. This is wrong. No, I don't agree with this. This is wrong. Right. This is wrong. But that was such a big deal. Now, I bet people are probably like, could you just take a knee? <laughs> you exactly. Know I, mean? I know, right? It's, <laughs> that's that's, that's literally the case. That's I remember a big that thing. Everywhere I was, and that was for several years, though. That's, I feel like this conversation has been going on since, like, what, 2016? 2016, when was, yeah. You know, yeah. And then people are still criticizing. People are still coming out and criticizing and saying, hey, like, you know, what's the George Floyd situation? But you know, they're like, saying, like, oh, well... 
okay, you know, what was he an aggressor? Where's the rest of the footage? Did you all that? To like, sit no one, on a man's neck. No one does that. Eight minutes. And the what, punishment is not for the crimes. Right. Okay. And the punishment. And that was that was for a, a what? A, a bill that $20. was a bill? $20? $20. Exactly. Really? A $20 bill? Come on. I First of all, I found a counterfeit money on the floor outside. I'm mean, like, is this real? Could I use this? Hey, can you tell me <laughs> if this is real? Because I'm not trying to spend my own money. And I just found, no, this is not real. You can't use this. Oh, okay. Well, then here's the real 20 they, they check dollar bills all the time when you come into the store. So I'm, I'm really confused as to how that led to there. But then at the same time, the public outcry and that the counter argument. So I don't know. I was watching this. Um, I cannot remember her name, but there's this lady who goes around from like high school to high school. And I think you may have seen, you probably have seen her before where she does like these little psychological exams on children where she, she'll, she'll do like these, I guess, racism tests or whatever, where she'd be like, okay, everyone in the class that has like blue eyes, they can't sit here or they can't do this. She does it with white and black children to, to show like, well, I don't know, not exactly sure what she's trying to show, but she tries to educate children from a younger age. She does with adults too, but educating people or re-educating people based on racisms that are, that are taught already, um, that are already ingrained in society and that are already taught. And also to help people understand what being blacklisted is like and what just kind of being born without certain rights and you haven't done anything. Like you were just born, right? Like if we were in the 1940s and, and we were just born, automatically we wouldn't be able to eat in certain places. We wouldn't be able to drink in certain places. We would have to live on the sides of town. So she does these little tests to kind of show, because people are so quick to say like, that there isn't a racist issue. There isn't systemic racism in the United States, because once again, they haven't experienced that personally, right? If you were born and raised Caucasian within a, a very particular subculture where you did not have friends of other races, whether black or other, you didn't have friends of other races, so you only knew one thing. So when you saw a police officer, they were here to help. They were here to get you home late if your car broke down or what have you. So then they say there's no issue. The issue with black people is that they're doing something wrong. That's the reason why they keep getting stopped or they keep getting caught or something mm -hmm. like this. And so she does these little tests just to show like, okay, so if you have blue eyes, then you can't go in this building. Or based on your eyes, your eye color, now someone sees you and they see the, the, the color of your eyes. And so they assume you did something wrong, even though you didn't do anything wrong. So she kind of does those little things to, um, okay, Corey, she does those little things to, um, I guess, to help spread the word. But I was trying to make a point. Yeah. I can't, oh, I can't Just, remember the point. Well, come, come back to it. Um, I feel like that's already been proven with the hotspots and everything that they use. No, but people still like to say that, even with the George Floyd situation, people are still saying that, even with Ahmaud Arbery. Oh, well, why was he on that property? Does the crime, does the punishment fit the crime? Does this person deserve to be shot dead? Dead. I mean, no life, none. Because he jogged on your property. I'm sorry. Exactly. Or to have a three police officers pin him down and one with his knee on his neck. But how many stories? Minutes. What about Tamir Rice? Oh. He was 12. So you're telling me at no age, not mm. at, at no age, you're not safe at any age? Really? Come on, that's not cool. That's not, that's not, that shouldn't even be normal. That's just weird. 
that's just so weird. It was so it's interesting just... to me when this is slightly different, slightly different. Um, it's interesting seeing you know, the, the American perspective and then going somewhere where systemic racism from, from, from slavery doesn't exist. Like when I was in Italy, like trying to explain what racism is in the United States and why it's the way it is to someone. It's unheard who, of to them. Yeah, they don't, um, they don't get the core of it because it's not something that they've lived or something that they've ever seen yeah. within their communities or within their, their country. So yeah, it's really, really interesting. To, in to America, it's the idea is just take what you want, this, this, and that. In, in a way, America, they, they separate the bottom class, middle class, the higher people. You know what I mean? In that way, they have sort of groomed the entire nation to do whatever it takes to keep yourself on top. And this subgroup over here, we will keep them on the bottom because that's the only way we stay elevated. And even though there are some, there are plenty of good people out there, plenty. Sometimes just, it's just a, it's sort of a high mind mentality. Maybe it's subconsciously, maybe you don't even know, but. It's into the way America was formed. It was created on free labor from people that were taken from their homes to build something for someone else. That's it. Exactly. So we might need another hundred years. For the, that race, the, the elders to die out and for the, the, the change to come naturally. We might. Maybe. We might. Maybe. That was Trump's whole appeal in his presidency. It was appeal to the, you know, to the, the lowest common denominator and the, uh, what you can say was, you know, the lower income whites who felt that their American dream had been lost, that subculture, that group, you know, and try to like, you know, rally them up. Well, it worked to a degree. But um, so how are we supposed to wrap up? Corey, say and wrap up. Okay, um, so uh, I guess I'll just like take us out. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm glad where we came so far. It This conversation started off on Mondays. So I'm glad we went from Mondays to all this. Um, this is a good first episode. I like the dialogue between all three of us. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's chilling, everyone's talking. Ami, your name is really stupid to me. It's whatever. It's, um, so it's good to have Ami, Antiana, and Lalo on this first episode, guys. Lalo's going to end the recording now. So Awesome. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Mm-hmm. Peace out, everybody. Bye, guys. Gonna do, you want to do a little string up? You want to string them up a little bit before I end? Uh-oh, string it up. String it up. I'll just do a little outro. Super deep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all waiting for something extra, something extra? This is the lo-fi outro. All right. We out. All right.